All right, so recording from Flox in Paradise. Yo, Marcus. <laughs> yeah. Do you like movies? Yes, I do. Hey, yo, uh, Squires and Rapswell and um, Bobby Noble, y'all like movies? Uh, we love we movies. Do. We love movies. Do you like yes, the Goonies? A lot. The Goonies are I like great. The Go- I-, I, like, I like the Goonies. I-, I saw something on Twitter recently where Marcus was talking about something that he said wash the Goonies. So I but did hear you ram the Thule while listening to the Brothers of Doobie? Monster Woo! Squad. Monster Squad is, is I'm not saying that Goonies obviously isn't a great movie, but Monster Squad is just a little bit greater or or clearly greater, not even a little bit. Monster Squad. Wait, is, oh, it wow. before, is it is it before no, or after? No, Monster Squad was? came well after. It was like That's 89, actually, 88 or I, 89. I don't smoke weed, but if I did, I would call it Monster Squad. You got that Monster Squad <laughs> giving roses to Algernon. I guess because we have a rap group on, I'm like, Feeling like extra. Go in, go in. And then in. when you run out of the monster squad, it just turns to shake and you call it Goonies. Like, there you let's go. search the couch for some Goonies. <laughs> oh, 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 some fine. leftover Goonies. Oh, I'm not trying yeah. to smoke any Goonies. <laughs> no. no, I want the gems at the end of the day. You know what I'm No, you saying? got that sloth? <laughs> yeah, that shit will turn you into a sloth. Yeah, you want that sloth weed. That's what they call, like, for people that smoke weed that tell me that there's all different types of weed, and they're like, no, trust me, I understand your body chemistry way better than you. You're a person who's 38, who knows his body very well, but trust me, I know I'm going to tell you that there's indicas and sativas or whatever, and I'm sure that for your experience, that's true, but for me... That monster squad with the lobster claw is not for me. <laughs> the monster squad. You know well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna check that I'm gonna check that one out, man. Because honestly, like the Goonies is one of my just kind of like personal favorite films, sure. and I don't know why it is. It's one of those ones that has no like it's just one. It's a comfort film, you know. Of course it is. You know what? You know what's interesting though about between Goonies and Monster Squad. Uh, Mary Beth Trainer, I think that's her name. The, the the mom in Goonies is also the mom in Monster Squad. It's very strange. Oh, that's wow. the, the same role? exact. Oh. Well, not the same character, but she plays the same exact role. She's like the concerned mom. It's like the bizarre oh, okay. version. But, yeah. but, but what about what about the old it. lady in that movie though? Yeah, but we got oh, a throw mama from the train lady. <laughs> ah, there we go. Y'all, uh, this is Zebras in America podcast All back right. after a short hiatus. We'll, we'll talk about that on another episode. This is not that episode. This episode is a wrap episode. Uh, that's why I'm calling myself Heater Bogdanovich today. Uh, who, yeah, his, he has three, he has a three film streak that's really excellent. And then the other stuff is like uh, more like uh, not Illmatic, if you know what I'm saying. And, uh, <laughs> and he's in Sopranos. That's also true. Still wearing and, the scarf. He always wears that still, scarf. still wearing a scarf, wearing eating gabagool, and uh, <laughs> and so this is like a fun meeting of the worlds because this rap group pen pals like was reaching out when we started the podcast, and then I was like, oh shit, we're like uh, we're not friends yet, but we're we have a lot of like rap friends, like y'all know junk science which I am in a rap group with the made records with and y'all y'all latest single was with Quelle Chris, who I'm friends with. Uh, he used, my, he used to use my studio in Bushwick. 
He's not great Ooh. at responding to wow. text messages, but he's great at making music. <laughs> he is not great at responding to messages. Shots fired. Very accurate. I'm not fired. I said this. I texted him the same shit. <laughs> Did he yeah, see he it? Get a reply. Has he responded so, yeah. yet? Uh, he has, but <clears throat> I was about to reveal some information that that the listeners of this podcast don't need to know. But Are we uh, reciting phone numbers? Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not. Um, but, you know, like, hi, Doug. Marcus, you ever smoke PCP? Not yet. Um, but, yeah, and y'all y'all did a lot of art with with um, Patrick Horvath, who's friend of the show, yes. did did the special edition zebra shirt. I think we have three left for yeah. y'all, for your completists, you know? <laughs> And um, I was gonna wear that tonight. That's a that's a banger. A little too on the nose. Oh, nice. Oh, it's all good. You know what? It would have been on the nose, but now that irony is dead, who gives a fuck? The next there time I go. go to a concert, I'm wearing that band's concert. Yeah. <laughs> sure, excuse me. If I ever go to a concert again, the last concert I had bought tickets for was Tinder Sticks. It got canceled. You were supposed to go, man. I got. Wow. I'm going to. A, I'm going to a show on July 10th. It's like. The, the top shelf premium underground rap show. It's like uh, one nice. third of the music that's like on on my in my music library. It's like yeah, my, Starker my, and Rome Streets, Aldovino, SD Next. I went to the last time. one that they Amazing. did actually. I had to work uh, late. I was walking distance. That was was it was it at like Santos? There was like somewhere in Chelsea, it, right? It was at Brooklyn Bazaar. At, I thought uh, it was in, in Chelsea. And uh, what is that? Greenpoint. Um, oh, and oh. Um, and that was. It's the most hippity hop show I've been to in so long. It was that's amazing. why I'm looking like, forward to it. I, I want like just I don't want any women in the audience. I want the most like <laughs> grimy, and I, I'm pretty sure like I don't sweaty. Do, do women listen to any of the kind of music that I no 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 shots? But the like super do the they? super like the the rap music you listen to and I listen to pretty esoteric stuff. It's esoteric of esoteric. But what I do like is that you and my label head are friends now through the appreciation. He's of going to that show also. We're going to hang out. that concert together. And I'd be jealous if I hadn't really worked on jealousy for the past few years in therapy. So, y'all, you're a rap group. You just put out a record. It's, it's great. Thank um, you. Thank you, right. man. So I'm just going to ask you a bunch of questions and y'all will answer them. Um <laughs> Have you, ever been a, have you been a, ever been a break dancer? Who's your favorite wrestler? What's your favorite movie? Um, you, therapy, overrated, underrated, in underrated. there? Underrated. Duh. And uh, yeah. what's really good? Yeah. Those okay. are the questions. Uh, Mike the Hammer. Favorite wrestler? I would say Andre the Giant. Not the biggest wrestling. Ooh, you like took him. mine. You took mine. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, so I'm gonna have. Then I'll have to say like Yokozuna or something. I don't you even just think made Mike the Hammer's happy. his name. It's a good pick. Right now, these days, I'm really into the Bushwhackers. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Uh, what the Luke other questions? Uh, what, uh, do y'all break dance? No. I took a I took a break dancing class in college once. It was uh, it was pretty embarrassing, but I I love break dancing. I don't do it. Where are you from, and how did you start making raps together? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. I'll I let, know. Uh, I just let, thought of that let, too. I just freestyled let, that. Shit. I'll let Bobby. I'll let Bobby uh, set that one off. Uh, I mean, yeah, Max and uh, Rap Rapswell and I were uh, 
went to high school together, re- reconnected when we both moved to Brooklyn, lived together for a while. Uh, Squires is the only real pen pal of the group. We were, uh, <laughs> that, that's it? the good That's the good part of the story is we were actually pen pals because we yeah, had a mutual friend. And uh, he, he told me at some point, like, you need to meet my buddy. I, I, you can bleep this out, Scott. Uh, <laughs> and then... Uh, and and, uh, Squ- and I was like, oh, Squire's, like name, he- Squire's real name is Scott, guys. Yes. So so it's like you need to meet my buddy Squires. And he's like into a lot of the same music as you. He he looks like he's stoned all the time, but he doesn't smoke. And I'm like, all right, word. And then and then I we started like chatting on Facebook just about music stuff. And this was around the time that Squires was starting to make beats a little bit, looping up some stuff. He was sending me stuff, and uh, yeah, the rest is history. This is almost like it's like a new age, like Tanya Morgan origin story, essentially. It's like, like it's two like two guys but... in the same place. One guy somewhere else. They met yeah. on a message on online. I mean, it's Facebook for them. I think it was like, OK, play. I think it was something earlier than OK, player. And then they released a bunch of great music together. Very, wasn't very wasn't similar. Little Brother like that, too? That's wild. Little, little, little Brother. Uh, no, they all. Well, no, I, they all went to college together, I, I, I believe. Oh, OK, yeah. They found each other to college. Maybe I'm thinking about uh, about um, what is it for uh, foreign exchange? Foreign that's, exchange. That's like, they met uh, on a message board. Yeah. Yeah. That, true. Cool kids yeah. met on uh, MySpace, mm. I believe. Oh, nice. Yeah, man. Oh, that's wow. crazy. I, I got my first internet date was through, through Friendster. I used to go to. <laughs> I used to go to when before I knew Scott Verrill. I used to go to his Scott's MySpace page and listen to his beats. He had like the same four beats. Up on that's his, not uh, true i change my beats up all the time you hater <laughs> fucking bastard no well that's i funny. only remember the i used to go all the time it was just, not that i'm complaining because clearly i went you, there to listen to them so i know it is a compliment you, no we, i don't remember we, you switching that's them sweet. up that's sweet that's sweet yeah we've known each, we've known each other for a while um through the world of music and you guys through the world of music where so yeah. y'all met lived in brooklyn where are you guys from again and squires what's you so, how do you make beats um these days i'm mostly use ableton um i've got an sp303 as well i throw it in the i throw it in the mix i don't really don't forget the um but yeah i'm i'm from washington dc i don't know if that was said before (laughs) it was not i live in baltimore now you're right up the road yeah i'm gonna take the mark train into the into the village this weekend to go look at museums amazing I yeah. love DC. DC is awesome. I used to when I found I went to college in Virginia. When I finally got a car, and that anytime I had free time, music. I used to just drive to DC. Also, that's like where all the DJ battles were in my area. There were like rarely any in Virginia, so you had to go to DC. Oh, that was wow. like the closest. Yeah. Yeah. So Squires, I, I caught on from, to it a little too late. <laughs> you're from DC. Um, the the rap boys. Where are the rap boys from? The rap boys are hailing from Long Island. Same same spot where I'm at now, amigo. Okay, Center Moriches. Center Moriches. Pachugi. Aquabogie. You ever you ever uh you ever uh but bought dust in Mastic Shirley? Oh yeah. You mean if there's a place to buy dust, it's in Mastic Shirley. Let me oh, tell I, you. I thought I thought you meant boof dust. But yes, you buy it there too. Well, like airplane airplane glue? Uh yeah, you can yeah, hobby shop glue we call it out here. Yeah. But. No, because you know, you know, one of my rap partners, Tone Tank, spent a lot of his time in Lindenhurst. Really? 
Yeah. I did not. You know the rapper Tone Tank? Sure we do. do. Yeah. Sure do. Yeah. Oh, one of that, my... that, that's a good segue. That's a good segue, Scott. Because I, I, wa- I did want to mention uh, <clears throat> the first time that I think I ever saw you was at an album or a tape release party for Tone Tank, uh, like concert in Brooklyn. Which yeah, I, I was a DJ. With DJ and and both Bobby and I were there actually. Amazing. Um, and we met Quayle that I, night too for the first time. Yeah, he was there. Met, that's that's the night we met Quayle. So that's a good that's and, a good. And, uh, and who so is the other actually, fella? You owe everything to me. Really do. Yeah, to your sick <laughs> DJing. Yes. You're sick DJing and Tone Tank taking off his shirt and just kind of writhing around on the stage. One of the best performances I've ever seen. He's a very frenetic performer. He got a little mad at me the next day because I looked very upset in a lot of the photos. And he was like, do you want to kill me? And I was like, yeah, but no. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, but you, that, so that, was he, a great, that was a great show. And it was, it was awesome because we got to, you know, Quilly was just, I think he might have performed or he was just he hanging did. out there. But He did perform. Yeah. Fun so fact performing. about Quelle Chris. Fun fact, he's friendly with Rod Digger, and for a while, he always put her on his guest lists. Ooh. <laughs> wow. So if Rod Digger was ever around and wanted to go to the Quelle show, she could. And I always thought there. that was, was great. Yeah, if you, if you check out me and Tone Tank's video, 40s, directed by Shaka King, shot on VHS, it's us getting, well, me getting blitzed in Lindenhurst and and breaking into train yards. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Putting that on the on the to watch list. Yeah. That yeah. was like a very loaded description. It's <laughs> no, I was loaded. I, I got so dr- I drank four forties because I Holy believe, Moses. I believe it one one like you gotta live life, man. That's one. Two, um I was method acting. <laughs> so, yeah you aren't phoning it in no i don't i try i don't i try not to phone it in i'd rather i'd rather take a day off you know you got to do it but guys this is a movie podcast i'm sure the underground hip-hop fans of our show are gonna are really loving us kibitzing about the shit but tell <laughs> me about tell me about movies what's your favorite movie uh-huh yeah i think well before we also need to interject and say like you know these guys have been like fans of the show, like been fans of the show early on. So and that's gotta, like one gotta, reason that they're on here. But yeah, they do love movies, but they've well, been yeah, like they, big they ZZ out, supporters. Yeah, yeah. But also we wanted to show love back because they just put out a record, which yeah, is why we're doing it now. I gotta confess, I've never I've never listened to the podcast. I want to keep it keep it very honest with you guys. <laughs> All right. So we're going so Bobby is not gonna be on the podcast. <laughs> Check me out. <laughs> I think I feel like I make up for it though. Yeah, uh, no, I, I, don't, because, I don't care. I appreciate your uh, honesty. Uh, because yeah, I've been a fan for a long time, and um, I was I was actually telling Bobby earlier today, like your guys' show. Uh, I want I want to say like in like 2018, 2019 uh, time was was like probably my most listened to anything audio like I, I used to listen to it like during my lunch break at work oh, nice. every, like every day and it was just it was very helpful for me at the time 
uh, and like the amount I was telling him too, like I was kind of in a rut with, with movie watching at the time. I had kind of like reached this strange place where I wasn't watching as much stuff. I felt like, you know, every once in a while you feel like you you've seen it all, which is absurd, but like you can feel, you know, you read the lists and, and then I started listening to you guys and there was just so much, I, I didn't know anything what you were talking about honestly and and it kind of restarted my love for for film and movies and so that's my that's my spiel so um but i mean i even wrote down a list of like all the movies that you guys have recommended throughout oh, awesome. the years that have become like some of my favorite favorite movies ever nice wow wow but i can read i can you? read some of those yeah off I, I am curious yeah i'm curious i know we've uh, watched so a couple is- together <laughs> this is not yeah we actually had we definitely watched a couple i i know uh yeah for sure we've watched some some claire denis together i know yep. that for sure um 35 shots of rum that's yep, that's that definitely the on one. the list uh we watched that in uh was that in philly in philly yep uh, a good late night after some after some strip club action and i have to some, that's yeah. disgusting I know Scott used to you you made a lot of like really on like right on point kind of like Philly references while I was listening to the show listening living in Philly <laughs> and it always <laughs> seemed to kind of come out of nowhere but every so it wasn't every episode but every so often you'd say something Well he definitely talked about, about cheesesteaks cheesesteaks yeah, you like name drop the name of the cheesesteak spot that was like the closest to where I was living at the time. The Alessandro's. <laughs> yes, exactly. I yeah. lived. I lived like five minutes from there. Nice. Shout out to <laughs> Vinny Paz. I learned about the Alessandro's because we did a couple concerts at Swarthmore. And okay. We stopped, okay. We stopped at a now defunct uh, bowling alley in Philly, and then we played bowling, and then got cheesesteaks. Life was good. Hell Fun yeah! Fact, Fun fact, the theme of Zebras in America is an, is an interpolation of the theme from 35 Rums, but just I turned like the majors into minors and shit. Not a wow. sound, but an in, but interpolation. Wow. That is, a good, that is a good Zebras trivia right there. Yeah. That's I've never revealed that online on, on record, I think, before. Well, what's funny about that night, I can say a, a fun fact because it's related to this, the album we just put out. Um, the night that we went to, what was the name of that place, uh, Squires? It was called the Republican or something like oh, that. Oh man, with terrible, so the yeah. night, we don't need terrible, to get into all that because this is a this is a this is a, a you know a, a, a family program. But basically, there's an all night uh, strip club, very unlicensed type of deal. It, oh, the other thing is everything closes late night on at on Philly, like all the bars. So it's one of the only places that's open until like two or three in the morning. So we were at this spot, and then when we came back, we watched 35 Shots of Rum. But I, I wrote, like, you know, every once, as a as a writer of lyrics, every once in a while, you just, like, think of things that has happened. You write some stuff down, notes, you know, notes in your phone or wh- wherever you may put it. And I wrote the beginning lines that ended up being the, the beginning lines for uh, the song Triple Th- Threat Bandits. Uh, which is on this album featuring our friend Lars Viola. Oh, wow. uh, and uh, it's, oh, it's literally, that, dude. yeah. And it's literally, it's literally like, I just want to do hood rat stuff, smoking with cigarettes out on the town, clothes stinking of stripper sweat. So that's all you need to know. Nice. <laughs> 
Trivia. Oh, man. Awesome. I love doing hood rat stuff with my friends. It's the best. Yeah, I was gonna say I just watched some clips of that music video '40s, and you were yeah. doing some you were doing some graffiti. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty pretty rotten stuff. What do you mean? You know, just hood rat stuff. You know. <laughs> Look, I I can't deny who I am and who I was. And you put everything. a smiley face there. I think I saw. Yeah, when I write my name. I often yeah. put a smiley face. That's the nice thing about having an O in my name as you can you do a smiley face. I've never done it with Bobby, but I'm going to I'm going to give it a shot. You should yeah. start it. Oh, Bobby, I, we were speaking of Tone Tank earlier, and he's definitely a big tagger. I, I used to see his uh, stickers and tags all over uh, like Midwood and all over Brooklyn. Hmm. But yeah, so what are some other movies that inspired you? I'm going to pretend like Bobby wasn't judging me acting like a miscreant 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I my like, number I one like favorite. Film, oh, go ahead, go on. Rafifi is a, is a favorite of mine. The, the oh, great. The film. Love it. Nice. Love Rafifi. Um, I would have to say my favorite is Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Woo. Awesome. <laughs> That's a hot pick. That's a hot pick. Squire. One of the few, one of the few peace, true family films. Rest in peace, the genie. Yeah, the genie, the genie actor yeah. passed away this week. Rest in peace to Phil really? Hartman. Also, that's true. Rest yeah. in, I'm sad that Phil Hartman. He was. was he dead. was the. He was supposed to be. This was in the sketch comedy days. He was supposed to be Pee Wee Herman, but it just didn't feel right. So he wow. came up with the character with Paul Rubin. Well, that's why Phil Hartman has that cameo. He's one of the reporters at the very end of the movie. Wow. Um, he, he. They all came from the like sketch comedy. Groundling, Second City world. Yeah, wow! I had no idea. That's, that's yeah. big trivia. That's wild. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Phil Hartman. It's very sad, but yeah, I love Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I was saying that's like to this day, that's like a movie that like stays with me from childhood through adulthood. It's one like because most times I always say my spiel about Pee-wee's Big Adventure when like someone's like, "Oh, it's a family movie." It's usually like, just like a kids' movie that like adults can kind of sit through. But Pee-wee, like, there's still stuff that I laugh at now. Stuff I didn't catch. Like I remember being like right. six, and like he just got out of jail, and he's dressed like a woman, and he's hitchhiking, and the prisoner. Oh no, the prisoner who just got out of jail, and he looks at him like suggestively. I like asked my dad, I was like, dad, why is he looking at him like that? My dad was like, I just, I don't want to talk about it. Right now. Like he just was like, ah, don't worry about it. I don't know. Right, right. And then like, you know, when I was a teenager and you see other prison movies and you it's like, oh, okay, I, I, get, uh -huh. it, I get it. I get it. There, it's just like a dark, it's almost like it predates the same kind of humor. That's like Pete and Pete. It's like PG rated dark humor, which is such a weird thing right. to balance. It's very, but like, I think Pee Wee's Big Adventure pulled that off like quite, quite well. Absolutely. And there aren't, at least I can't think of too many other examples, but I'm not the, um, I don't have quite the vast movie knowledge, I don't think, as, as everybody else here. <laughs> That's okay. We don't give a shit. Yeah, we yeah. like everybody. We're yeah. not gatekeepers. Appreciate it. <laughs> Gates are stupid. As, are as Bobby saw, I'll, bar I'll write graffiti on a fucking I, gate. I saw him do it. <laughs> I saw him do it. I'm going to find you in Center Moritz's, Bobby. And graffiti me? I'm going to call you Bobby Ignoble. That's right. That hurts. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a deep burn. That hurts. Oh, oh, it's a little joke. It's a little joke. You could be like <laughs> Scott Adequate. That's what you call me, you know, instead of Scott Thoreau. Scott Adequate. I would, ne I would never do that. Or well, Marcus Cack. 
cause cause I'm a little <laughs> bit I'm a little bit of like a, a trouble starter. Like you know how like Batman secretly has like all the weapons that could kill all of the Justice League in his house, just in right. case the Justice League goes rogue. Right. I have rap verses for any of my any of my rap friends if they ever try to cross me. Prepare. Whoa. I have I have chambers. Do not start with me. Scrolls. 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 So yeah, what are the what are the movies have you found out about through the through the Zebes? Uh, well, um, I want to say the number one. The number. Oh, sorry, sorry, Squires. You want to go? It's okay. The other one we watched that that same weekend was I think it was called The Rover. Right, mm-hmm. I think you. I think you guys talked about that on the show. With um, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, very popular British actor. I think, I think we did Pattinson? watch that. Robert or, Pattinson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was yeah, a that weird. Was that was a weird one. Man. It is weird. I think didn't uh, is that the one that Nick Cave wrote? I think that's why we talked about it. I, I want to no. say I don't remember a thing uh, about that. I don't remember. Oh, never mind. No, I'm confusing it for something else. Yeah, I oh, uh, I don't even remember. We have so many episodes. I don't remember talking about the rover. I've seen it, but I've talked about it a bunch. You know, oh, okay. Because I I like post-apocalyptic movies where the where the main characters are not like that, not likable. Yeah, because I mean that's how uh, it really would be. That's crazy. I was just thinking the other day about Haneke's Time of the Wolf. That was his. And that to me feels like the most realistic post-apocalyptic movie where just everyone would be terrible because we'd have no choice. When you're in those dire situations, it's like you got to think about yourself and those closest to you and everybody else just can get screwed, which is very scary. But Right. Yeah. 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 The real deal. That's cool. That's, that's a cool, that, that's a cool uh, theme there. Like, mo- like most realistic. Uh, have any of you seen, movie, have, but... have you seen Time of the Wolf? I have, I have not. not. Yeah, Hannah, it, 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 yeah, it often gets forgot because it was the middle child between like his two best movies. I'm like the Piano Teacher and Cachet, so it's one of those things that gets forgotten about. But some would argue that it's one of his best movies. But like the movie, I mean, the movie just start like two minutes, three minutes in, this thing happens, and then it gets revisited midway into the movie. It's one of the most upsetting scenes like ever, in my opinion, because it's one of those things where like. What can you do? It's it's like when when the thing plays out later on in the movie, it's like I that's just kind of how it really happened. But it's very upsetting. Hmm. I believe it. I mean, I I'll say like you know. So during the during the quarantine, I was I was holed up uh, with my girlfriend and my brother in uh, Massachusetts, Cape oh, Cod, and where? Oh, Cape you, Cod. You know, okay. Yeah, in in uh, Truro, Massachusetts, my grandmother had a house that was just kind of sitting there. So, nice. wow. uh, in in March, I was there for about eight months, and wow. um, you know, most of the time, we watched movies. In fact, we we had a little thing going on where it's like we put all the movies we wanted to watch on little slips of paper, and then put it into like a hat, and then we would just grab it out and put it on the fridge, and it's then the like, whoever and and. Uh, you know, so we were just watching movies. I had the projector. That was one of the one of the most choice items I decided to bring out of. Uh, uh, oh, nice. Okay, so bas- basically, I just mentioned that because we were watching a lot of films. At some point, my girlfriend and I decided to watch uh, a Piano Teacher, and um, I don't know about watching that film with. I wouldn't recommend watching that film with your significant other unless. Uh, they're really fucking cool, and and I'm lucky. I'm lucky that mine is 
but it, I'm trying to imagine like a worse movie for like say like a second date, and I can't. I can't think of one. <laughs> I uh, think of them, but I'm not trying to be like that right now. Yeah, I was gonna say I, it could be. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it. Let's all right, it. all right. Fair enough. Up, fair enough. But that, that movie episode. is crazy. It's wild. It's wild. I can't think of a movie that like I thought about longer uh, in recent times. After and season. speaking of speaking of movie language, um, your album two, the true sequel, is out wherever. Uh, Albums can be listened to, right? SoundCloud, Bandcamp. But I would say, but like Bandcamp Easter specifically, high. right? I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm big on Bandcamp these days. Bandcamp, Don't worry, yeah. Bandcamp. Really Bandcamp. Well. yeah. Bandcamp's awesome. Yeah. Yep. It's the best. I just bought it's a couple of things platform. on. I just bought a couple of things on Bandcamp today. Actually, speaking of, I find myself buying stuff a lot. I just bought the new Mike album. When you're nice. Marcus, every day is Bandcamp Friday. I mean, Hell kind, yeah. Of, yeah. kind of. I actually bought something I technically have, but I just wanted to. I, they re-released Masai Bay's like, first EP that was out on Def Jux back in the day on Uncommon oh, wow. Records. Shout out to Uncommon. Shout out to NASA. Um, yes. And wow, shout, out yeah. to, uh, shout out to Masai Bay. He's like the first. He's, he was like the second like established guy to like give me like a scratching credit. And that was like a big deal. It's like, oh, God, a guy on Def Jux. Had me scratch on his album. That, that's crazy. Amazing. Fuck yeah. But outside that, of that, I was already deal. a fan. That's awesome, man. It, it's a very big deal. Yeah, I love Masai Bay. I mean, he's like just doing the family thing now. He has like a regular nine to five job. But he, when people talk about like, oh, underrated, underrated, he to me is like truly underrated because he's a mm. guy who like his whole regimen, he would like jog and run just to kind of have good like breath control when he would perform Whoa. live. And if you've ever seen, have, oh, you guys would appreciate this, the, the, the three of you. Have any of you in your t- ever been to the Yule Prog Festival? Does no, anyone remember I that? I haven't. It I was like a big, it. it was a big like underground thing that Uncommon Records, specifically NASA used to throw like every year. Like it was a really cool thing. It would just be everyone from like Cavalier and Ka to, you know, Armin Hammer and Masai Bait, like they always had every year, uh, Despot, wow. Beans, like they, it was, so, it, but like up and coming guys too, you know, this, this goes back to like, that festival started in like 08, 09. So you could see like, you know, uh, I remember huh. seeing like a young Elucid and Billy Woods, you Whoa. know, performing back yeah. in the day. And like, that's dope. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, that, that was the first time I ever saw Masai Bait perform at the Yule Prague Festival. You can actually see, footage of it on youtube where he would start like break dancing before the song started he's a big guy too like he would break dance stop do his first verse and he wouldn't be out of breath you know what i'm saying like it, it's that kind of just it really crazy. Yeah. yeah man yeah fuck yeah yeah Great why show. not yeah <laughs> if you can flex That's like dope. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man i miss you your prog so much no you don't i've heard of it i heard of it i heard of it and and i think because mm. of elucid because i think he was like posting a lot about it and, he uh, was one of the regular I, I feel like of all the years he, there might have been like two years where he didn't do it other than that he was one of like the regular guys who would always like perform there mm. yeah He's other uh, uh, other friends of the show too like various new rap order guys like nova and k swift and all those guys. yeah like so many people in like the we, underground we've, we've actually had we've had a lucid we've shared the stage to lucid at least at least one time and nice. and it we was... have a song with him as well uh on our album tell your uncle with the with the rap with the queen's rapper june classic uh if if uh, people haven't heard that song it's called full metal jaguars we recommend checking it out nice. his verse is He's one of my favorites. Uh, I um, favorite current rapper. You guys know who his back. uncle is, right? No, 
I don't. DJ DJ Stitches, like he was the he was one, he, he was one of the original members of De La Soul, and just before they inked Whoa. the deal with Tommy Boy, they kicked him out. And to this day, he still had like Whoa. if DJ Stitches will give interviews to anyone, and I get where he's coming from. That's not a criticism. It's like he was the first DJ before Poss, and then Poss the News came in, and they're like, well, maybe we'll do like the Dougie Fresh and the Get Fresh Crew thing, and we'll have or the pre Jurassic Five, like we'll have two DJs, and at the very hmm. last minute. Him and Prince Paul didn't really get get along well. And the next thing he knew, he got kicked out. And then it was just like the three core members of De La Soul that everyone knows now and Prince Paul producing for like the first three albums. But yeah, but D- he should have just wow. joined the JVC force. He he, <laughs> he did he did music for JVC force. I know. Oh, OK. That's, Look, that's all right. All right. <laughs> Look, these fools Shout out to Long Island. Island. These guys Yo. are from Long Island. We're doing deep cut Long Island shit. This These are the kind of friends. I don't know why I'm doing it. I, I'm, this is my, my, my you know, rap music go. pedigree comes MF from Doom, at, my bachelor, at my bachelor party in Long Island. <laughs> I, at my bachelor party in Iceland, the kind of friends I have at one point, we started debating what section of New York had better rap. Was it like the Westchester County area versus Long Island? It's like, you know, Long we're at a bachelor Island. party. Well, that's what I said, but 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 it's also Brooklyn and Brooklyn and Queens are geographically the same. Well, we, we we weren't counting the five boroughs, but you know when you think about it, like Yonkers, New Rochelle, Mount Vernon, they got some heavy hitters. But no, but Long Island. That's yeah. what I was saying. At the end of the day, nah. you can't beat Public Enemy, De La Soul. I mean, listen, you got leaders of the New School. Well, that's debatable because Brooklyn people, Brooklyn people. Brooklyn versus Long True. Island, they 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 like to they like to claim Buster Rhymes. It, right, it's, yeah, it's a very touchy, touchy. Yeah. it's a touchy subject. Fair enough, but uh, but you know you got Rakim, EPMD, EPMD, of course, uh, yeah. Freddie Fox, you know, Granddaddy Ayu, Bismarcky, Crazy Force, crazy. Yeah, I think Long Island. Oh yeah, Long Island can absolutely claim Doom. But none of those none of those rappers. Stop saying JVC Force. Yeah, JVC. Son of Berserk, <laughs> young black teenagers. If, if you want me to bring them up, but hey, JVC Force. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's true. And uh, and Long Island isn't, you know, it's not a borough, so it's like it gets it's uh, it gets left out of the conversation a lot. Yeah, but you know what though, it kind of doesn't. I feel like R.A. the look, rugged get, man. R.A. the rugged man. Yeah, yeah. R.A. the oh, rugged man. He just texted me. Earlier today, he's he. I'm 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 expecting a, a son in two months, so he's giving me some pointers on. Uh, he, wow. He's very excited. You haven't, even, my... you haven't even announced that on the show yet, bro. Hey. Oh, I just well, my wife announced it on Facebook, so I feel like every and it trickled into Twitter. Hey, I'm pretty so sure like already the rugged man posted about it. So. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations! Oh, yes, thank, you, thank you. That's great. yeah, that's amazing, man. Yeah. We haven't. I've had to not talk about it on the podcast for months, so now I can yeah. talk about it. Yeah, it just came out. Yeah, but um... and Rock Marciano, you know, and don't oh, forget it came out already. And don't don't forget JVC Force. <laughs> well, so the thing is, though, man, is that like all those rappers are incredible, and I do think and that the Long, the oh, Long course, Island pedigree of hip hop is is outstanding, and a lot of that is because of the you know proximity to New York City, and you know Bobby the ability Noble, to like Rapswell. get out there. The thing is, though, is that where we're from, uh, there's no rappers from there. So it's where not is it? Like where are you guys from exactly again? <laughs> we're we're from the east end of Long Island. So we're 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 from like the North Fork. The North Fork is you know so there's Nassau County Orient and Suff- Suffolk County, 
But like the Suffolk County that Ari the Rugged Man rapped about is not where we're from. Like you still have to go. We're talking like a good solid two to two and a half hours uh, ride, you know, car oh ride, God. depending on traffic from mm. Manhattan. So, so it's 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 out there. It's the sticks. It's it's beautiful actually. It, it's really a, a a good trip if you never did done it. But um, uh, the point is that like you know, it's there's not like actual hip hop, you know pedigree from where we're from it's not like we you like grew up with this fresh vets culture well you know it's funny uh, you say that from? because my, well, Riverhead. My, my, my friend is for who's who's from comac uh a good uh, one of my good friends he, he he's like around my age so he's like 39 40 and he used to say there's something about long island that like They'll love their Billy Joel. Maybe they'll shout out Mariah Carey. But when it comes to rap, they rarely ever, Long Island people rarely acknowledge like all the rap legends who come fr from there. So like, even if you're from Long Island, it's just like a thing. And, but going back to what you were saying, I've heard uh, folks who are from Long Island that's closer to New York City is one thing, but people who are from like what they refer to as the stick. So like PMD, who's from Brentwood, Long Island, he used to say the reason why a lot of Long Island people are so good at rap and making beats is like, where they're from, there's nothing to do. That's the truth. So it's like, so if you get into this thing, like, oh, I'm going to make beats or I want to get good at rapping, there's really no distractions. Like, that's how they always say it in interviews. It's like, we're in the boondocks. There's nowhere to go. So you just kind of hone your craft. And Oh, yeah. I, that's, so how, that's how I knew that Tom Waits wasn't as much of a hobo as he <laughs> came forth in his music. Because... <laughs> Cause he would be singing, you know, he's like, I was going on the train and I was hanging out with shotgun Charlie doing heroin on the disco bar. And, but like, but he, his piano playing was impeccable. It's like, you don't become an impeccable piano player. If you're out with the hobos jumping on, on trains, train, yeah. drinking, right, right. drinking, drinking bathtub liquor out of a boot. Eating you beans in a sock. The point, the point is beans. well. The point is well taken, Scott. Really? I'd say two things about that. One, I have respect for Tom Waits because he's the only man whose name is a full sentence. And two, I just think like you know, luckily for him, for the most part, hip hop is the only genre of music in which you're su supposed to live what you talk about. So like, I always thought of Tom Waits as just kind of like this character that he created, you know, and it never really. It's not something that, sure. you know, really like detracts from the enjoyment of his music. Whereas in hip hop, you can't be coming out talking about, you know, the street shit type of stuff. And that's part part of the reason why we, we don't do that. If you listen to our music, it's uh, it, it, it's it's kind of like it, it's it's a lot of crazy references and it's a lot of just, you know, having fun with it. We're, we're never going to like make you think that we're, you know, actually... I hear you. I'm not dissing Tom Waits. I'm saying that you can just tell from his proficiency at the piano that it was a bit of a farce because because the hobo musicians that were really doing hobo shit probably died in trains or like cirrhosis of the liver and other things. You know, you could say the, that about rappers, though. You killed this many people and you're confessing to it. I, yeah, I don't want to snitch Canisius, right? Exactly. Yeah, I don't yeah. even want to. Shout out to like, because yeah, because actually, Mister Rapswell, I I disagree with a little bit of your your sent your sentence because it used to be that if you rapped about a certain thing, you weren't about that life. People cared, but I mean, Rick Ross is like openly been like a 
a, a prison guard as a corrections officer he like fake he like faked getting shot but he raps really well and people don't care got discovered he that he was well. a co and denied it at first there's also that little he's literally he's he's mc gusto from cb4 it's so crazy oh. that that movie exists <laughs> and then i don't, I don't think it matters anymore it definitely not in, it's, like, it, i think he was the, i think he was the first like people get on takashi 69 and fair enough but i always felt like rick ross was that first like ah, we don't care anymore Rick like, Ross actually, right. made, he raps good though. He'll say like weird random lines, like talking about being in a sauna with Jews. And I'm like, I get this. I understand that. <laughs> I can't really say what he said because, you know, he's using language that I don't use. But, you he know. He talks pretty eloquently. Um, I, I, that, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thing. I think the street cred element of hip hop has always been kind of overblown because if you think about like, even like the earliest versions of that. I mean, first of all, even the people who are like, you know, I mean, De La Soul, that was a good example of, you know, we, we mentioned earlier. I mean, they're, they're a good example of a group that actually were kind of on some street shit and were ne would never talk about it in their music. Right, so it's right. kind of like- Or JVC the flip, the flip Force. Side of <laughs> JVC Force, of course. The legendary you know? JVC Force. Uh, you know, and then you have people who, of course, talk about it, but it's not like the core element of their music. Like, it's just, it, you know, it's it's not it's not something you like you said, like you don't need to snitch on yourself that there's not really any real uh, advantage to that. And and people like Bumpy Knuckles, like if you see him one time, you're never going to question it. So it's not really, you know, you don't need to justify what you're talking about. I've been um, in his presence numerous times, and he definitely, he, first of all, he's the nicest guy ever, but he does have an aura, just a presence around him where it's just like, I'll leave you alone, or like, I'll respect you. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, he's, he's not a small guy either. Like, physique wise, I'm actually bigger than Freddie Fox, but just, yeah, you yeah. do know, he's one of those guys who's like, he has lived his raps, and it's like, I, don't, I'll, I will respect you and, you know, respect to you, he's, sir. He, he's he's <laughs> as as legitimate as it gets. And actually, this is a this is a fun thing that I think you'll enjoy as as wrestling fans, you guys. Because uh, so uh, a few years ago, we're, we're friends with uh, this guy. His his name is Mark. He goes by the, the name Trademark in, in his raps. And he and he actually. Like, oh yeah, we were supposed to work on something. I need to text yeah, him. He's 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 really into GI Joes. He's a cool dude. He's super he's a into cool, G.I. Joe. He, he's a cool guy. He his his uh his collection of just like ridiculous collectibles of all the types nerdery. Is, I've actually seen it. The nerdery it's called. And it's just like every he has like a full replica uh like Darth Vader and like oh no, he has the Predator, uh like a full on predator. It's it's crazy what he has, but uh -huh. but I'm mentioning him because because he's um cousins with john cena and and we actually like you know through through various connections of various mutual friends uh ended up producing an album for him a few years back uh, called blood meridian uh you can check that out and um you know when he was in brooklyn recording the album he had some funny stories about you know kind of he was like the last time i was in brooklyn was i was rolling around in an escalade with freddie fox because <laughs> you know he's uh he was on the album that John Cena put out. He no, uh, he wrote most of that album. 
and and yeah. Oh, Freddie Fo- Freddie Fox and Esoteric of Seven and Esoteric were the main right the main writers of that of that John Cena album. Wow, <laughs> I didn't know that. There you go. And there's a video that is worth checking out if you want some yucks. And it's uh it's trade MC trademark. John Cena and Bumpy Knuckles kind of playing the A team. Oh yeah, it's called one. Bad Man. <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> there's, All right. there's, there's our closest uh, wrestling connection, and and you know John Cena's heard the album, and and so is Esoteric, and that was like a really fun moment to oh. to kind of like get some validation because I actually produced a one track. Most of it was produced by Squires here, like ninety percent of it, but there was one track that I that I produced, and uh, there was a video of Esso. Uh, kind of like rapping along to it and that was that Sick. was some cool validation because this is obviously our boston yeah it was like, crazy this is the God. second episode where we've talked about john cena recording with someone because on the 7l <laughs> on the 7l episode 7l worked on that john cena album also and he talks about that as well I was just right. gonna say we have uh, we have cuts from Seven L on that project as well. Oh, sick! Oh, that's dope. That's crazy. Dope. Yeah. Oh, we do. Yeah, yeah. We we have some cuts. There's a song featuring Bobby actually that that has some. So, and we've never actually met Seven L, but um, it was kind of cool because we. So our friend Trevor, uh, Trevor Karma is he's he's one of the co-founders of Brick Records, and that's our that's our buddy, and he was the one that kind of like put that together because he's best friends with Trademark. And I, yeah. I had a cool experience going to the Middle East uh, oh, and yeah. seeing and seeing Zarface Zar um, perform. Man. And I was just hanging out in the back with our buddy Charles, uh, with uh, the dude Adam uh, and, and Trevor, who both started Brick Records. And it was like this wild thing where they were like very low key, but then every like five minutes, like some person would come over and just give them daps because they're kind of like legends. In I uh, I used to be Insights DJ, so I know those guys. Wow, about Brick that's, Records. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I also I got to shout out Seven O Two. He sampled my voice on that last Zarface album. Stop. So it's like so I could tell I'm on I'm <laughs> on I'm on a, I'm on a, oh, a, a MF Doom on that on that little interlude. Where you hear the Zarface, uh, Zarface, you can hear yes. me saying it three times. So that's my voice. So I'm on. I'm, I'm, I did a song with MF Doom. I don't care what anyone what a, says. What a small, weird little world this is, huh? How did yeah. that happen? Yeah, he sampled from our episode. We talked about this. I texted you when the album came out because I sample, didn't know. Did like, he sample night, Scott's like, voice at all? Uh, he didn't. <laughs> but it's, we but talked about this. Okay, I get sampled. I get sampled enough. You know. I have I have like seventeen music fans, and they are very, very, very virulent. Hey. It's eighteen <laughs> after this one, bud. <laughs> well, that you didn't listen to the music of the people who had you on their show is is a strange move, but ho- no. but thank you. I like the uh, <laughs> I like that you're a guitar now. Yeah, I do too. I've been th- yeah this whole time. I'm like, what's going on? I'm For those of you who will just be listening to this episode and don't know what we're seeing, yeah, <laughs> got more um, into a I wa- guitar. I wanna, I wanna quickly because I know we don't have that much more time. <laughs> okay. I wanna quickly name off some of the movies that you guys have talked about in. Oh yeah, um, please, please. In previous e- episodes, the number one by far is Chameleon Street because uh, yes. I feel like that's just just like a totally unheralded uh, classic film, um, and just like everything about it is kind of just brilliant and has been kind of 
reappropriated in so many forms in like Hollywood movies. And I just, I am. So I thank you for that one. Um, awesome. uh, it felt like love. Incredible. Uh, oh, great. Just like one of, one of the best like movies about adolescence I think I've ever seen. Um, yeah. The writer, super dope. Oh yeah. Um, and then I think I think like honestly the most entertaining film that you guys have ever talked about that I have seen is uh, Low Life. I, I think nice. that is, I think that is just that's a movie that like should have so much more praise. But I understand I why it doesn't agree. for many reasons. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, but, I got that. I I have that on DVD right now. Yeah, you do. Marcus that's extra special me. edition. Um, and yeah, that was an inside joke. Sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but what's crazy about that? I just saw the Luchador mask, and I was like, "Why don't I know about this movie?" Because I have a little, I have a mini Luchador mask collection, and I saw. I'm just, I just like uh, the history of like Mexican wrestling, and I was like, "Why don't I just watch?" It was like on a whim on a Saturday. I rented it. I watched it back to back twice, like right away, and I was like, "Oh, I love this movie." It's incredible, uh, and it's the only movie you'll ever watch with. A- like a, a character who just has a swastika tattooed on his head, who you actually like. Exactly. How is I, how, I, how, I, how did I, they do I, that? How did it's they? It's impressive that? feet. It's, it's incredible, and uh, I love the uh, the bad guy that in that off. movie. <laughs> Most people couldn't. I don't think. I don't think almost anyone could. The 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 bad guy in that movie is also in another movie that you guys mentioned, which oh, I, I here think we is go. called Bad Bad Cops. Wrong cops. Um, Wrong cops, and that's another just like totally over the top. But that, those are the type of films that I love to find because, like, they're not like how do you find them unless you just somehow like someone talks about. Sure. Have you seen his latest, Mr. Oizo's latest movie, uh, Deerskin? I have not. No. Yeah. If yeah, if you like if you liked uh, Wrong Cops, you like Deerskin. It's a little more toned down, but it's still very weird. I mean, it's it's it's, it's with the guy weird. who played the it artist, and it's just. Me. It's about a talking jacket that just, and that's kind of all you need to know. And snuff films. That's all I, that's all I need. That's all I need. I'm in there. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm into that. I love how he became like a filmmaker. But it's so um, weird on film Twitter. People don't even know like what or who Mr. Oizo is. I was like, he's a big, of like French electronic music. He's like a big bro, deal. But he goes by Quentin, du, Quentin Dupieux. So I guess some people don't know, but it, it's weird yeah. that people don't know the correlation. People, some people still don't. People don't know that Boots Riley was in a rap group for 30 yeah, years. Yes, yes. So, good point. You know, people like if you're into one genre, you're into one genre. But Literally, gen- yeah. gentlemen, True. as as we close up our this momentous <laughs> meeting of the riches of Center Mo Riches. I love that. Uh what's uh what are some what yeah what's your what's your favorite movie and uh <coughs> tell yeah what's your favorite movie what? and uh what <laughs> no you were like tell what your yeah i don't know it's, I, it's my favorite movie is uh street trash because rapswell's uncle's in it oh no uh-huh. way yes a very fleeting a fleeting scene in the end credits but hey he's, still he's, he's, the 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 wait. penultimate or or finale is it the, he, the plays grand a, he plays a goon. He plays a goon uh, at the end of the movie. He was he was a, a fledgling uh, actor, uh, you know, for a while before he became an EMT. 
uh, worker, but he uh, he was actually uh, dorm roommates with Philip Seymour Hoffman at, uh, oh. at uh, Tish. Um, yeah, that's a fun. Yeah, that's a fun fact. Uh, and that movie, Street Trash, is crazy B movie. Uh, and you know, that's a that's something movie. we're getting in. That's something we're getting into now because uh, Squires and I, we actually have a rap group as well called OG Aborigines, and um, we're, yes. we're currently kind of doing some research for for a, a, a new project where. Uh, we're going to be kind of doing a tribute to the, the films of Roger Corman. And oh, um, yeah. And uh, you know, it's just like, it's, it's a kind of a gargantuan task. So we obviously won't get to even a smidgen of what he has, but talk about a guy who's like totally underrated and, and doesn't get his flowers because well, it's taking a lot of, like, of digging. Let, you gotta like really go <laughs> I appreciate that. I mean, though, but that's he has a lot of movies, but yeah, I fuck with Roger Corman. He, I'll give him flowers if I see him. <laughs> you could say he's like 97. Yeah, I'm going to find him and send him more riches. Give him some flowers. <laughs> he might be out there. Who knows? <laughs> filming the next, uh, you know, uh, filming, the next, filming the next Love and Death in Long Island. <laughs> oh. That's that's the theme for another podcast. Best movies filmed in Long Island. Hell if I know. I mean, either trust or love and death in Long Island. Yeah, I was trust is amazing. I was actually in a film in Long Island, uh, which is called The Romantics. I highly do not recommend checking it out. But I was an extra in the film with uh, with Elijah Wood in it. Um, and because uh, they filmed in like my hometown, it was just that's crazy. Oh, nice oh, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, wow. Nice little that. paycheck. <laughs> yeah. So that's that. That's fun. Have either of you guys done extra work? Yeah, I was on, in on, on my friends' movies. <clears throat> I was in Shaka King's uh, first movie, Newlyweeds. Of course, um, yeah. Pretending to be a drug addict. Um, yeah. You're in Mullignons. That's, that's true. I've that's been in true, more than yes. I've been in more than one movie. Yeah, I, I've been in all I, of them. Too many shorts films. Yeah, I like. I like. I want to. In fact, when Newlyweeds came out, we went to Sundance, and I made a business card. And amongst like, I, I wanted to really get bang for my buck, so it was like a musician, singer, producer, song and dance man. And I gave that card to my girl. Well, she's my girl by now. Um, she was bartending. I went to a bar to see my friend, but he wasn't there. She was there instead. And I thought I was so fly giving, giving her my, my business card. She was unimpressed but with me, but she was impressed with the business card. And she was like, I'm going to marry you someday. Oh, that means she was like, impressed with you, though. You had the eggshell white. What a story. I had, I had the eggshell white. It's true. And... And uh, business cards are obsolete, as is capitalism. But love <laughs> never dies. Wow. Oh man, that's great. <laughs> that is great. I think we should close with that. Let's do it. We can close it's with that. Good as good a place as any. No, the, but seriously, yeah. this episode was a long time coming. I appreciate you guys being on. It's it's good to have people that we can talk deep cut like rap references, even though we're a movie podcast. Like it's, I, I look forward to episodes like this. Are we are we your first on. are we your first rap group on this podcast? Rap group? Group? Yes. Yes, group. Yes. yes. Oh, wow. Uh. 
Like we've had people right. who are members of rap groups, yeah. but yeah, we've never had a whole rap group. And even though I'm friends with lots of rap groups, they have they're not really interested in in this podcast. <laughs> huh? That's interesting. Yeah, I know you had seven elves somewhat recently, right? Like yeah, in the last yeah. year or so. Yeah, that yeah. was a big deal for me. If you're like, yeah, you were like I mean, a kid from Massachusetts listening to underground rap, yeah. that's like a big deal. So, sweet man, absolutely. Hey, hey Marcus, uh, boy, girl, or, or unknown? Boy, Nathaniel. After I'm naming, awesome. we're naming him after my uncle, Marcus. Be, right. be, just be careful. You're still recording. You might want to press unrecord. So we, oh, I uh, thought we were still talking. Whatever. Well, do you want? Right, do you stop. want people to know the name of your kid? Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Like I'm. I'm obviously way more private than you. This is an occasion. It calls for wine. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I pull up the feast, grab a seat. Never miss a beat. I sit up the toast, tip the cap, go and chuck the piece. I don't sip tea, I tip real talk. 100 proof, I'm on top the top. Flip the hood, cue getting the juice. And a near nutter, do my own stunts like cruise. Since a schoolboy, been paying yellow canary dues. Now it's bread and greens for twos, off the ones and twos. That's the fucking truth. Cross the heart, stick a needle too. Spill a little blue for your little crew. This the new, this them high peaks. Them eight, eight, nine threes, burn us in the streets. Now they wanna claim the way we move, how that do? Oh, you think I'm funny like a clown? Think shit a fluke? How we build a muscle for the crown? Play that down. Can't even explain that now. Got contracts to rap for paybacks now. Get out of do. Couple hoots for gratitude. Up and wake to break a couple grams for latitude. Play size pupils, outfit all black. The baba do. Four sword grievous weeds and all packs of marble rolls. Set a table for three. Silverware shining. Guess who's coming to dinner and all of them dying. And the drinks go up, connect. Then the buzz burn down, we go. Set a table for three. Silverware shining. Guess who's coming to dinner and all of them dying. And the drinks go up, connect. Then the buzz burn down, the crowd. Bronzino hole a toast with no grace The roast is a la mode See me cleaning up my plate Sharp cheddar getting cheese with the truffles and the dates White linen tablecloth finna stain Keep the change We marinate Chateaubriand Paris steaks Parasol in the hurricane These mugs on the take Smug face with the schmutz Sonic glutton spraying bug phonics I'ma climb behind the stick Whipping up a love tonic Oh no, he's breaking out the brandy Take a taste, twitch a finger for the liquor That's been sitting since the middle ages Rolodex and specs for liquids written in some little pages Sipping out a crystal centerpiece is the main vase Sing praise, we've been winning since the olden days Gold chain, trading war stories over bolognese Seeing Michelin stars, Bobby rolling face fam Big tipper spilling gravy all up on the weight stand Take baths and Prosecco for the aftertaste It's the mystery of the missing bubbles and we crack the case Pass the carrot cake, now it's time for the appetite. Under bird bottles, crack a joke, have me slap it neat Slide and stretch limos after parties in the upper east Magnifique, supper with a bunch of beasts What a feast, paying leave Slide a couple bennies to the maitre d' You hate to see us waking early, making bread the bakery Set a table for three, silverware shining Guess who's coming to dinner and all of them dying And the drinks go up, connect Then the buzz burn down, we go 